a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 16 Jivan rushes to my side. You okay? I lift my jeans and rub my swollen ankle. It's really sore, I say, gritting my teeth. But I'm sure I'll be fine. He pulls me up. Let's keep going then. Jivan seems so full of energy. And he's right. Every step counts, he continues. Come on, grab hold of my arm. We shuffle along together, Jivan dragging me with him each time I fall back. A long time passes before we hear another engine rumble. This one might stop. Jivan sticks out his arm again, full of enthusiasm. My heart gives a leap as the truck begins to slow down. We can say we're going to stay with our auntie in Galaput, he says, grinning. People will wonder why two kids are travelling alone. The truck stops and a man with a thick, curly moustache sticks his head out of the window. Want a lift? Relief washes over me. Yes! I shout trying to get my voice heard over the roar of the truck. The man swings the door open and we scramble up. Oh, says the man laughing. With green eyes like yours, he could be in the movies. I lower my gaze and look out of the window, ignoring the man's comment. I need to blend in. Dangling from the mirror is a picture of the black elephant goddess Kali. She is surrounded by a fringe of silver tinsel to bring the driver luck. On the dashboard is a photo of his family in a fluffy pink frame. Where are you two lads off to? He asks. We're going to see our auntie. We lost our money and got kicked off the train. She lives just outside Galapore. On the road to Kassare, Jivan says, squeezing my arm discreetly. The driver nods and rams his foot on the accelerator. As the truck speeds off, I look in the side mirror at the road behind us, the dirty grey fumes pumping against the blue sky as we shoot towards the town. I'm Krishan. Pleased to meet you, he says. I'm not going as far as Galaport. That okay? Oh, anywhere close is fine, says Jivan. I'm happy to let him do the talking. I don't want to draw any more attention to myself. And even though I'm deepening my voice, it might still make him suspicious. Loud music with a heavy drumbeat and a strong rhythm blares inside the truck. Latest movie? says the driver, pausing from singing along badly. You know, my cousin works in Bollywood, 
driving famous actors around. Last week, he had Shahrukh Khan in his car. He bangs the dashboard as if it's a drum, and the picture of Carly bobs along as if she's in the movie as well. I nudge Jeevan's foot, and we both giggle. We climb even higher, leaving the terraces behind, the road now lined with wild fruit trees, stretching out against the horizon. Every now and then, we pass small buildings at the roadside, with handwritten signs with the chai and coconut juice, pakaray and hot potato dosé. The truck hugs the tight bends upwards, teetering against the crumbling edge of the road, scaling the mountain further into the high Himalayas. We stop, suddenly, and I wake with a dry mouth and a tongue that won't move to ask where we are. First stop, Dabastol, says Christian. Gallopor's not far now. We haven't got much money, I say, trying not to think about all the lovely food they'll have at the store. He owes me a favour, this dabber man. Forget the money this time, OK? Jivan licks his lips, looking famished. Thanks, he shouts, opening the door and jumping onto the ground. I notice that the stall has a rack of cards with stamps already on them. Let's send a postcard home. It'll be good to let them know that at least we're safe, says Jivan. And by the time they get it, we'll be miles away. I think we can afford one. I find my purse, give the stallholder a coin for the card and borrow his pen. I'm so hot I pull off my hoodie, wrap it round my waist and sit on a rock to begin writing. Dear Ma, Rohan and Rupa, I hope you are managing the chores without me. Jivan and I are looking after each other. We are closer to finding Papa. We will be back as soon as we can. Love, Asha. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I hand the card to Jivan so he can write his message. There's a post box here, he says, finishing the card off with a row of kisses and pushing it through the slot. Best pack ride this side of Galapore! says a small, wiry boy working at the dapper stall. He stands on a box so he can reach the stove. He looks directly at us, frowns, then scoops up a fresh kapora batter and plops it into the wide frying pan, making the oil crackle. Steam whooshes up as the pakarai turn a mouth-watering golden colour, and he adds them to the heaps already piled high on a brass tray. I've been told to give you some for free, says the boy, handing us a bag brimming with food. How come you two are travelling by yourselves anyway? The boy steps closer and even though I'm looking down at the ground, he pushes his face right into mine and eyes Jivan suspiciously. I turn my back to him and bite into a crunchy pakora. Me and my brother are going to meet our auntie says Jeevan. That's a funny brother, the boy says, 
pretty, isn't he? Jivan suddenly turns very red. The boys guessed, I'm not a boy at all, but neither of us know what to say. Jivan stands between the boy and me. What's wrong with you? He says to Jivan. I bet you like her, don't you? I walk a few paces back, feeling my cheeks turning more crimson than Jivan's. Anger puffs out of Jivan like hot steam as he rushes right up to the boy and pushes him hard. Don't talk about her! The boy turns his fists into tight balls. I'll fight you if you want! He pushes Jivan back. Oi! Jivan spins around, getting ready to throw a punch, but the boy gets there first, swinging his fist into Jivan's chin and knocking him to the ground. The boy crouches over him and draws back his fist again. Get off him! I cry, pushing him hard. He's fought off bigger men than you can imagine. Now get out of our way and leave us alone. I turn my back on him, offer Jeevan my hand and help him up. What an idiot, says Jeevan, brushing off the dust. The boy is simmering with rage. I know where I've seen you before. They put out a call for you this morning on the local TV news. They said you were runaways. <laughs> Not such an idiot now, am I? He's already pulling a phone from his pocket. I clasp my hands to my mouth. Oh no! I cry, my insides full of fireworks. We have to go before he calls the police. I grab Jivan's arm and begin to pull him away. We can't go home yet! Krishnan and the Dabber Man walk over from the other side of the store. Hey! snaps the stallholder, slapping the boy on the back of the head. Do I pay you to fight with our customers? The boy scowls and returns to his place by the hot oil. Kids, says Krishan, climbing back into his truck. No more getting into trouble, eh? He laughs. That road will take you towards Gallapur. Thanks for the food and the lift, says Jivan. We wave him off as the truck pulls away. A look of worry appears in Jivan's eyes as we set off in the opposite direction. We walk off-road to avoid other travellers, but we try to stay as close to the road as we can to keep our bearings. We're constantly looking over our shoulders. The path dips and bends, sometimes coming near to the road and at others taking us away from where we want to go. It's getting darker now, I say. I think we could walk along the edge of the road without being recognised. We stumble down the gritty bank and begin walking along the tarmac in single file. Suddenly we're caught in the glare of icy white headlights and a screech of brakes sends fear spiralling through me. I scrunch my eyes and make out the ghostly silhouette of a police car. Asher, run! We scramble back up the steep bank, kicking rocks behind us. Wait! One of the police officers shouts. 
I can hear heavy breathing as the men struggle to keep up. We don't stop until we reach a clump of trees way above the road. Quick! cries Jeevan. Up there! I grasp the branch, my hands shaking, and hoist myself into the pine tree, Jeevan scrambling up behind. Where are you? A distant voice calls from out of the darkness, followed by a faint torchlight. Come down! You're not in trouble! Your parents are worried! The torchlight gets brighter and my heart pumps harder as it comes to a stop right under the tree. I grip the branch even tighter. Jivan takes hold of my other hand, but he daren't speak. My heart is thumping furiously, fear and confusion filling my thoughts. Part of me wants to climb down, go home to safety. But I know I have to finish this journey I've started. Or there won't be a home for me there anymore. Eventually, the torchlight passes. We listen to the footsteps fading. An engine starting up again from somewhere nearby. Finally, we risk climbing down from the tree. We continue along the lonely mountain tracks, crossing rivers swollen with rain, sleeping rough wherever we can, with hardly anything to eat but the wild fruit. We've added days onto our journey, trying to stay hidden. But there's no doubt in my mind. We mustn't get caught. That was another Tell a Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com